0: Chapter 48. The Montuoso Forest Reserve, Panama. Search for the brown-backed dove. The driver went annoyingly slowly, and the hour-and-a-half trip took two-and-a-half hours. We got on the bus at the junction, and then changed to another, going towards Panama City. We arrived at Chitre, which was quite a large town, and checked into a cheap hotel with air conditioning. A first in six months. It had cable TV as well. I went out to get a takeaway pizza. My girlfriend thought she was in heaven. The next day, the plan was to go in search of the very unimpressive-sounding brown-backed dove in a forest reserve called Montorso, two hours away. First we had to take a bus to Las Minas, and from there it was 17 kilometers. I didn't know if there was any kind of transport at all. The first bus to Las Minas left at 6 a.m. from the bus terminal, 25 minutes from my hotel. I overslept and was pissed off with myself. The next bus left at 7 a.m., and we were in Las Minas a little after 8 I asked the driver of a truck waiting in the plaza whether there was transport to Chepo, and he said there was. Rather than waiting, I decided to start walking and do some birdwatching on the way. We could get on the truck when it came past. After a long walk, we managed to hitch a ride in an empty cattle truck, but it turned off after a couple of kilometers, and we were back to walking. From there was another 12 kilometers, with no signs of any vehicles at all. A bit further along, a truck went past the other way, though, so there was obviously some kind of transport. It was another couple of hours before one came along in our direction, though. It was hot and we were both tired, but felt better once we were crammed in the back of a truck and bumping along at a snail's pace. It was eleven a.m. by the time we arrived in the little village of Chepo. I found out that there was a truck back to Las Minas leaving at two-thirty in the afternoon, which gave me three hours of birding. I walked towards the end of the road and looked over the forest reserve on the other side of the valley. Despite the hour, it was pretty birdy, and I even heard the dove I was looking for. I would come back the following day and try to look for it. We went back to the road and waited outside a shop for the truck to come past. It didn't, and we waited hours. We were probably stuck there for the night. Amazingly, there was a hotel in town, but stupidly I'd only brought enough money for the day. I'd actually planned to go to the bank in the morning, but had forgotten my card. Now we were screwed. The nice lady at the shop told us there was a Canadian guy living in town. It was time to go and pay a visit. I walked up to his door and greeted him, as you can when you're the only two gringos for miles around. He said that he saw only three to four foreign visitors a year there, and we were the first this year. He was called Brian and was doing his PhD on agroforestry. He'd been in Chepo for two years. He said that he had to go and do something for an hour, but if we didn't get out, then he'd put us up at his place. One more truck went past the other way, but it said it would turn around and come back. It didn't. When Brian came back, it was dark. He had a nice little place and borrowed a mattress from the lady at the shop, who was apparently called Pechy. The three of us sat out on the porch looking up at the stars, eating some popcorn that he'd made. My girlfriend was exhausted and went to bed, while I stayed up a while longer chatting with Brian. My girlfriend and I were totally exhausted, smelt bad, especially me. had no change of clothes and no toothbrush. We fell into a restless sleep with a couple of mosquitoes buzzing around our faces. By the morning, I hadn't slept much and I felt really dirty and tired. I fantasized about a nice shower and a lion. This would have been my last chance to see the brown-backed dove, though, so we scraped ourselves out of bed at 6am. It was still dark outside. It wasn't far to Montorso Reserve, and we couldn't have timed it better. My girlfriend made it halfway up the hill and refused to go any further. She sat down and looked after our bags while I walked on and up the hill in search of the dove. It wasn't long before I heard one calling deep within the forest. I wasn't sure whether to delve in or carry on walking along the trail. I delved. It was thick forest on a steep slope. I moved slowly down, trying to remember certain distinctive trees so I didn't get lost when I came back. What I feared would happen, as soon as we got close to the bird, it stopped calling. Birds have an annoying habit of doing this. There was no way I could find it now, so I walked back up to the path. Just as I stumbled out of the thick vegetation nursing a couple of nasty cuts on my arms, it started calling again. I started thinking I may not see it. I only had twenty minutes before I promised I would go back down. There were lots of other birds around. I spotted a nice golden hooded tanager and also some beautiful lance-tailed mannequins. The tiny black males had bright red heads and blue backs and long, sharp, ending tails. Mannequins mate in lex, where the males do little display dances to impress the drab females, kind of like a bird nightclub. It was nice to see them, but I didn't dwell. It was soon time to turn back and still clinging to the hope that I would see one on the way down. Soon I noticed a movement on the forest floor to my right. I saw a brownish bird perched on a log in the dark interior of the forest, flicking its tail, characteristic of the Leptotilla genus. I saw a grey head and brown back coloration. It was my bird. I tried to get a few shots with my camera, but the forest was so dark and dense I couldn't get a decent one before it flew off. It didn't matter. I'd definitely seen it. That was the main thing. I ran back down to tell her the good news. She was happy for me, but even happier we could finally leave. We got back earlier than planned, had a fizzy drink and some biscuits at Petchy's shop and also went to say thanks and bye to Brian. We walked further up to the centre of the village to a bigger shop where the owner cut some huge slices of watermelon. A truck came along after an hour or so, but it was full and didn't stop. I started worrying that we would never get out of here, but a nice guy in a government truck stopped after a while and let us ride in the back for free. From Minas we took a minibus and were soon back in civilization, eating pizzas, ice creams, watching cable TV and doing internet. I wanted to check out a coastal site for a few hours the following morning. All I knew about it was that it was seven kilometres east of Chitre, past the airport. I figured I would just start walking towards the rising sun and I should hit the coast. I left at 6am while it was still dark and just kept straight heading out of town. It was pretty birdie in the suburbs and the fields outside of town. After a couple of kilometres, the road I was on came to an end, and I just kept zigzagging trying to keep in roughly the right direction. After walking seven kilometres, I was tired and lost but I'd seen a new parrot and a quail, plus a little furginess pig-me-owl, so I wasn't too downhearted. I carried on along the dirt road until I met an old man pushing a wheelbarrow. I asked him if I was on the right road to Playa Aguilito, and he shouted back, No! I said I wanted to get to the coast and asked him if there was a road nearby that I could take. No! He shouted again, and said I would have to go back to Chitre. I could see the sea in the direction I was going, so I had trouble believing the crazy old fool. Nevertheless, I turned back, After a while, there was a bigger road heading north that put me back on track. Instead of walking seven kilometres, I walked twelve before arriving at the beach. It wasn't really a beach, more like mudflats. The sea was on its way out, seemingly on the horizon, as I guess were most of the shorebirds. I spotted a few birds, including a little blue heron, on the remaining puddles, and plodded along for an hour or so before heading back by bus, which I could have taken there in the morning.